all, and welcome back to the Adventurous Teacher Podcast. My name is Deborah Feinberg, and I'm Deputy Director of the Talma Israel Fellowship. In the last episode of our show, we played the first half of a conversation that Talma's CEO and founder, Alone Fuderman, shared with three of our exceptional Talma teachers, who are also first-timers to Israel. Now, we're going to play the second half of that recording. That means if you're listening to this now and you haven't already listened to episode 7, go ahead and pause, switch over, then come back when you're done. Otherwise, here's part 2. you say something about the differences between how one teacher approaches another in America versus how they approach one another here, what they call each other, what you would call each other back home? Um, so one thing that is different about how teachers in Israel approach each other versus how teachers in America approach each other is um, in America, we're, I'm so used to calling everybody by their last name right. because the kids would call me Miss Jordan, Miss Hill. And so also like whenever I'm speaking to the kids and I say, go to Miss Hill's classroom, they know who I'm speaking of. And generally, and I think this is actually kind of wild, I don't even know my colleagues' first names unless mm-hmm. I'm close to them. Right. I, and, and at my school, we don't even say Mr. Miss, we go Jordan right. Hill. And here, not only do other teachers call you by your first name, the children do. Um, that's another thing that would never happen in America. I yeah. think one of my kids so much, I started to say the word Raven. Like, they, I would, I, there would be like a hand, uh, like, let's go ahead and restart that. Because, like, no, I'm Miss Jordan or Jordan. That's it. Don't you dare call me my first name. You don't know me like that. Um, but here they know you like that, right? I think they do. And they don't really care. So kids and adults alike, I'll just call you by your first name. So the same thing, the, um, something that, no, how teachers uh, interact with teachers in America and how students interact with uh, teachers in America is different from how teachers and students interact with uh, teachers in Israel. It's the same thing. I've never heard my name, my first name called so much in a school setting by kids. And I started to think about it, like even other kids outside of my students. I'm Auntie Kia or I'm Aunt Kia. I'm never just Kia to a kid. So to hear my name 8,000 times a day, Kia, 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 Kia. And part of me, it was funny because before going on the trip, uh, Katrina and I, Miss Hilliard and I had a whole conversation about uh, what we would want to be called. And if we thought it was disrespectful or how we felt about being called by our first names. And I was gung ho. No, you're not. We're not on the same level. You're not going to address me like an adult addresses me. You're going to call me Miss Willis. I don't want. We were talking about high school students. I was like, no, even a high school student. I don't want somebody say, Kia, what's the answer to number seven? No, I don't want that. I'm Miss Willis. So it was a, I adjusted quickly because there was nothing I can do. My co introduced me as this is Kia. <laughs> okay, so I didn't even have a choice to say, I don't want to be called Kia. I want them to call me Miss Willis. But to hear that no one is addressed that formally, I was like, okay, I guess I'll be Kia. But when I go back home, I wish a kid would call me Kia. No, it's right back to Miss Willis, yeah. Auntie Kia, and any other put something before my name. Or you're going to call me by my last name. And I don't even call, um, as Raven said, I don't call 
teachers by their first names. Like we may give each other nicknames. So Healy, but that's still using her last name. I, a lot of my friends, I know their last names. I mean, their first names because they're my friends, but other teachers, I know everybody strictly by their last names. Yeah, so there's a huge difference in the way that uh, students in Israel address their teachers in Israel as opposed to the way teachers and students address each other in America. I, myself, do not have a problem with, I didn't have a problem with the kids saying Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. In fact, I said when I go back, I'm probably going to have it like Miss Katrina, but I don't I don't mind them calling me by my first name. I, the conversation that Kia and I had was as long as they don't use a disrespectful term to call me when they uh when they want to talk to me then I don't really mind and then I said I was gonna go back and start calling my principal by his first name hey Josh or my supervisor hey RL we're just gonna start calling everybody I'm gonna call all the adults by their first name because I think like yes you have a a title but that. But we're the same. We're 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 equal. We're adults, and I'm probably older than some of them. So I'm just gonna start calling my people in administration by their first names, and I'm probably gonna allow my students to call me Miss Katrina because I just it's like in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal to me. So I don't mind it. I've like I've I've liked it when I kept because I think really like in America, you, I just kept hearing Missilia, 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 and now I just I hear Katrina, 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 and it's not that it doesn't bother me at all. I kind of like it. It just it really did it. I don't know why. It's just like because like I said, like it's my name. <laughs> Call me my name. So. I, yeah, I appreciate what you said about like calling colleagues by their first name because I, whenever you do think about it, it's a little strange that we address our colleagues and somebody who are on the same level as right. us by their last names because it's just like I and it's not even something that I did consciously. It was just like Wait. it was just you know you speak to the kids and you address an adult as Mister and Mrs. to a kid. And so, like, whenever you see them, you know, talk to their face, right. you still address them as that. And it is really odd. And, like, something that I'm, like, noticing here. I mean, I don't even think the people in Israel call, like, their prime minister by their last name. I think right. they just still have, like, a nickname for him. Right. So, it is, it is something that's kind of strange. What's funny, though, American students believe that it's kind of disrespectful to call uh teachers by their first name like they find it so hilarious that they know our first right. names so it's one of this this big like oh you see it all written on something and it's like miss willis i know your first name right. but they they still won't say it like they know it's kind of like they would they would never do it and yeah. i mean even their parents don't do it. even their parents call us yeah, by our last name so some of them I sign all my emails to my parents as Katrina. I'm just like, it's, I don't know. Like, as long as you don't call me the B word, we're good to go. But, yeah. like, every email, it's like, it, it's Katrina. And I think that just, I think for me, I don't know about with the kids, but I think with the adults, it's just like, easy to talk yeah. I mean, I, you, you know, if you respect me as your child's teacher and I'm a professional, then we're good. Call me Katrina, call me Trina, call me Kat. Yeah. I don't, and, and I think it just kind of helps for me, like relationships is big when it comes to teaching. And I just feel like that just kind of puts down this wall where, oh, it's Miss Hilliard and she's a whole, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that makes sense. dealing with the parents, like calling me Katrina, 
it just kind of lowers the wall a little bit and kind of opens up this thing for to have relationship. So I don't, I don't care. The next two more serious questions are: A, what is the right way to fall in love with an Israeli student? And B, what was the moment where you said to yourself, regardless of all the craziness, I've got this. I'm a professional teacher. And I've got this, regardless of what comes my way. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the there's I don't think that there's one right way to fall in love with Israel with an Israeli student. I think that there are a million right ways to fall in love with an Israeli student. Um, and I think that I've fallen in love with each of my kids differently. Um, some of them, I just off the bat we had a connection, right. and I was just like, oh, like we actually like talking to one another. Some of my kids were automatically super easy to talk to. Um, even and it was funny because I say they were easy to talk to. Keep in mind that we don't speak the same language, but we just had some things like we both like listening to Level Up by Beyonce. And so like that was our connection. So I guess for me and what is the easiest way or the right way to love an Israeli student, it's just it's all about connection right. and figuring out um, things that you have in common with them. And I really think that the easiest part about te- being a teacher is loving your kids. Right. Um, that has always been something that has come super naturally to me. I've always loved kids, and Israeli kids are no different. And as far as it's crazy, like, I'm not going to lie to you. Every day is crazy. <laughs> they are chaotic in the best way sometimes. And I think the moments where I'm just like, I got this, is centering myself and telling myself, okay, there are a few things that aren't changing. Kids are kids. Right. Okay, like they, even American kids, Israeli kids, they're kids. And a lot of times they like the same things. And mm-hmm. that's not ever going to change. They're kids. Right. I, and what's not, another thing that's not going to change is I'm a teacher. And it doesn't matter who I'm teaching. It doesn't matter what I'm teaching. I define myself. It is an identity for me, really, that I am a teacher. And just knowing and centering myself on those two facts, like, you can really do anything. Teachers are super, like, we're superheroes. superheroes. Okay, like, I teaching is the hardest job in the world, and I've been doing it for a while now, and I'm just going to keep on doing it. And it's not changing. Okay. So the right way to fall in love with an an Israeli kid is the same way you fall in love with any kid. Um, You got to be open. I don't think you're you're not in the right job if you come in not liking a kid for for any reason, even your most challenging kid. And usually those are the ones that you fall in love with the most because they make you work for their love. So the ones that love you off the break, they're nice and easy. I. The very first day, they didn't even know me. The day that I was introducing myself to them, Miss uh, Kia, I love you. I love you, Kia. But you had some who were a little tougher. They weren't going to try to talk. But so I think with them, it's finding that connection, trying to see right. what they like. Little, uh, I picked this up from the trainings, looking at their T-shirts, seeing the things that they're interested in, and then trying to talk and approach them. The app, um, say hi. Yeah. I had a student who, I mean, he can get angry and he would never talk to me because he wasn't speaking in English and he was angry he left out he goes into another room and he's in the corner so I take out the app and I ask in the app what's wrong give him the app and he hears it it's in Hebrew 
So that makes him excited immediately. He tells me back in the app, it translates it to English that he broke his water bottle. So I'm like, okay, let's try to fix it. So in that moment, I think he felt like, okay, we don't always understand each other, but she wants to help me. Um, so I, I think it's it's not hard to love any kid because I love kids. So if you feel like that's going to be a difficult thing for you, this isn't the place for you right. because you have to come in with a passion for kids regardless. The toughest ones, the right. easiest ones. Loving a kid is easy. I mean, because they're brutally honest. They're going to tell you what it is and you either take it or you don't. And the moment where I realized I got this, um, I pride myself on kind of being a reflective person. So even when I've had a really, really rough day, that bus ride or getting back to the room, the fact that I make it back to the room every day (laughs) because I get lost, but making it back to the room and sitting on the bed and going over how the day went, it's, I got this. Like you can do this. Like this, nothing has happened in any of these days that, that absolutely had you on the floor. I'll never want to do this again. Like nothing like their kids. Yes. They cross across the table. Yeah. Yeah. They act like they don't understand you. They have full blown fights and arguments, but they're kids. And when you have that kid that says to you, or say something to you in English that they haven't said anything in English, or they come and they try to communicate with you and you see them trying to kind of, you know, break down those language barriers. That's what I know. Oh, I got this. Like you've done something. If, right. if they leave knowing one word, one word in English, even if it's no, what, <laughs> they're not low. They're saying no. Now you've done your job. You've done something. So it's not hard to love them. And I know I've made a difference when I, when they come back the next day, cause right. they don't have to be right. here when, they, when they come that. back the next day and give it an attempt. Right. I know I got this. Uh, the easiest way to love an Israeli student, I think is like what Chi and Raven said. It's just how do you love a kid? And it's just easy. If, if you're a teacher, then it just comes naturally for you. You just do it. As soon as they walk in the door, like, you love them because you know that someone has entrusted, these parents have entrusted their kids to you. And you can't not love them. And then I think another thing is you allow you don't force yourself on them Mm -hmm. you allow them to open up and come to you and like he said you you look for these little clues that for things that they like you try to make these connections but you don't force it you don't you don't force it you just let it happen naturally like i said with the little girl she um the very first day i i was like oh goodness she's not gonna come back because i told her she could not go to her free time but then eventually she just opened up and i'd like the very next day i went and i was like hi so i didn't force myself on her but i continued to treat her the same way i treated the other kids you don't treat them any differently even if it's like your hardest kid you still treat them the same and i, I just I don't, I don't want to say, like, the question is just weird to me. Like, how do you love a kid? You just love a kid. It's just, it, they're there. So you love them because they're there. And I think the moment for me when I realized I got this, it was probably the Sunday when we started school and we went to we went to the school and the kids sang a song and they gave me a letter. And I was like, oh, these kids are just like American kids. Like, it, it's, it's all the same. Kids are kids. I think I said this, whether you're here, whether you're in America, they are the same. And I'm just going to do what I do that I've been doing for 14 years and it's worked. That's why I'm still doing it. And so that's when I just realized it was like, 
ah, just do do you, which is what they say in America, but I, I just did me, and I knew, like, after the first day, like, he had said, they came back the second day, and I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing, and I think, I don't want to sound cocky, but, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing, I know what it takes to teach kids, and so I, I knew I had it before the very first day of school, so... I don't, yeah, that myself in the back to my own horn, but I, I knew that I wouldn't have signed up if I didn't think I could do this. So I knew I had it. And I also think that it's important to remember that, um, you know, you can learn a kid without loving all their behaviors. Right. 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 <laughs> and so just because you love a kid and you, even loving them wholeheartedly, right. you can love them and then dislike some of the behaviors and things that they do. And that's okay. Right. And I think Sometimes people forget that, like, oh, I don't love them today. No, no, no. You love them every day. You might not like everything they're doing. Exactly. Just cause, just like they don't like everything that you're right. doing, but they still, you know, I, I can also flip the question and be like, well, how did they love me so quickly? Right. Like, they came in, lo- like, telling me they love me, taught, like, Raven, you're beautiful. You're amazing. Thank you so yeah. much. And, like, all these other things. Right. And I'm just like. You know, how did they love me so quickly? Right. It's much harder to feel like, like to love me an adult than it is to like love these kids. They're easy to love. In my first 10 minutes, I got, Kia, you're so funny. You're so <laughs> funny, Kia. So that that was another, I got this because right. I had them, yeah. I, I, I did what I do. Yeah, so I kind of roped them in. Kia, you're so funny. And one kid told me, um, Kia, you're a good teacher. You're a good teacher. And I was like, oh, you're a good student. So he's my favorite. So, yeah. So there we go. It's like what um, Raven said about you can't, you love the kid, but you just let them know. I, I had to pull the kid and I was like, I don't like what you're doing today. You know, I, I still love you, but I don't like yes. what you're doing today. And as long as you... Every day, let them know that it's a new day, and whatever happened yesterday yes. happened yesterday. It does not impact what happens with us today. I think that's also how you love them. You just—I mean—we get tons of chances to mess up and come back and do it again, and so yeah. you have to afford them that same opportunity and just let them know. I, I don't even know Chef Mike what happened yesterday. Hey, it's a new day. So, can you please share with us uh-huh. the craziest, <laughs> craziest or funniest? Thing that a student, an Israeli student of yours, has either said or done uh, since you've got here. I'm trying to figure out which story do I tell. So I know. Uh, choose two. Choose two. Okay. Can I start? Yeah, okay. Like you should wrap it up. Like, you have really good stories. Okay. Um, craziest. We made challah bread the other day, and. Because I have so many students, we broke up into two different groups. So um, they like to play me when it's just me in there because they know I don't understand. I'm sure there was a group of boys who were saying things they shouldn't have said. And I kept hearing my name, but I ignored it. So I, I, I know something was going on there because they're saying something, something Kia. And <laughs> yeah, but I, I ignored it. There was another group. So I'm helping the group that wanted my help. So I'm helping them. There's another group that's closer to the front. Then I hear, Kia, Kia. And then I look up. Half the kids at the table have flower handprints on their face because one kid has put his hand in the flower and slapped everybody at the table. So I'm like, why would you do that? So, of course, I get the, wah, 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 wah. So they're all covered in handprint, a whole handprint. I have a picture to prove it. Whole handprint on his face of the other boys 
paying. And he's sitting there. So, of course, then they have to get him back. So now everybody's in the flower. When they're supposed to be trying to roll their dough, everybody's in the flower now. They're smacking each other with the flower. And then Lion King's coming out. So then they turn into another thing. They're dipping their hands in the flower. Simba. Simba. And I'm like, stop. 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 And after a while, I'm like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. So I let them play in flower. I have about two or three pictures where kids are covered in flower. Look like an African tribe. They're all covered in flower. I have one group that's actually folding up their dough and making designs so we can actually bake bread. And the rest of them are slapping the hell out of each other with flower handprints. Craziest thing that I saw. One of the craziest things that I saw. Take the floor. Okay. One of the craziest things that I've seen. Um, I didn't even see it from beginning to end, which I think is the scariest part, is a teacher who also doesn't speak very good English came into my room and she was like, your kid out here. And I was like, ah, shit. (laughs) You know it's bad never another teacher has to come and get you because that kid didn't listen to them. So I go outside preparing my mind for the worst and as I should have because one of my, actually no, two of my boys um, are like hanging from the railing. So like there's the railing because we're on the second floor. They are on the other side of the railing hanging there pretending to jump off. Okay. And so I was like, get down. Like, oh my gosh, you gotta get down. This is not safe, not dangerous. Low, 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 low. And then they're just like looking at me, like going side to side, like trying to play with me. And I was like, get down, get down. And uh, they didn't do it. And so I was like chasing them down the railing. And I was like, please just get down. Like, get on the side of the railing, get on the side of the railing, like, please, please, please. And so, like, eventually, so, like, I have this teacher trick about me, and I only pull it out in, like, the most, like, dire instances. I can cry on command. Oh. Cry. Tears rolling down the face. And so I just started crying. Um, I wasn't sad. Right. But I just know it makes them feel bad. (laughs) And so I just started crying, and then he came over. And uh, that's how I got two kids off the railing. (laughs) And that was by far one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Because he was literally about to jump down a flight of stairs and probably break something, and then I'd have to deal with some Israeli parents yelling at me. So very happy that I can cry on command because it's kind of my, it's kind of my hidden, it's like my... It's in my toolkit. Yeah. <laughs> it's my hidden power. <laughs> so, like, the craziest thing that happened to me, and all honestly, like, these past two weeks have been fairly chill. Like, I have nothing compared to Kia's No one's jumping off a rail. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't have any crazy stories to tell. And then today, this kid decides to use an English word that we did not teach them. It's not a preposition. It's not a family <laughs> word. It's, like, really disrespectful. So she's in the classroom and she's like Saki dick and I'm like maybe that's Hebrew and I just don't know that word yet that Hebrew <laughs> word yet. and she comes and she's like Saki dick Saki dick and I'm like mm, I don't think so so I go to my coat and I'm like and I whisper it out it must have been a really not wow. low whisper because then another kid who's behind my coat she's like what's dick and I'm like no! <laughs> or, no! Or, no! Like all of those, and I'm just like, you wanted a story to tell, and now you have your story. So, but like, other than that, is well, maybe the first day of school when I watched my coach chase after a kid on the soccer court because 
he had knocked somebody over and I'm just like sitting there and like she's going back and forth across the pitch like trying to catch him and I'm just like maybe I should go back home today but it was like watching that happen that was crazy but it didn't happen to me but it happened to her and that was just crazy to me because I was just like I'm not gonna chase a kid in this heat and so that was crazy but yeah today watching hearing this kid say this word that I thought could have been Hebrew <laughs> but then realized it wasn't Hebrew when she said it like five more times that was the craziest thing that the craziest thing and it happened on day how many days we got I don't know but late in the program so I'm very happy that I had crazy at the end and not at the beginning the teacher that should apply for this program is someone who is extremely flexible, absolutely. extremely open to learning new things, and is like, I don't want to say this word in like a bad way and offend anybody, but like, you gotta be a little crazy to do this, to be honest. <laughs> like, I know I'm a little crazy that I flew across the world <laughs> right. to teach English I never taught before to children who don't know English. During like, your summer. During my summer, right. like yeah. during summer when I'm supposed to be sleeping every day, not getting up until 10 a.m. Yeah. So I think that'd be a little crazy to be able to do this work. But um, yeah, I think I think a, like all a lot of really good teachers could do yes. this. Yeah. yeah, the teacher that does this program has to be flexible. You have to have tough skin too. Like you have to be able to go in. Forget about what happened one day and really start over fresh. Um, you have to be open. You have to be open to things not going the way that you want them to go. You have to be open to nonsense. You, I agree with Raven. You may have to be just a tad bit crazy, just a little bit crazy. And you have to be fun. You have to be yeah, fun right. and and just willing. That would be the word. You have to be willing. Like, okay, it, it's... Whatever happens, happens. So flexible, open, willing, fun, and a little bit crazy. And be a wine drinker. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't drink wine, you will start. <laughs> um, I see. The teacher that should apply to this program, I think they both said it. The teacher needs to be flexible. The teacher needs to be open-minded. needs to be fun. Um, chutzpah. Have some of that. A lot of that. Um, adventurous. Um, just let's see. Gotta be down for the ride. Yeah, you yeah, gotta be down, down for the ride. Like, whatever happens, happens. And I think you also have to be very, very, very confident in your ability ah, to agree. teach because stuff is gonna happen here, like we said, that you have never seen before in America, and you may not even think that kids are getting what you're giving them, but you just have to be so confident in your mm -hmm. ability to teach that you come in here and they don't get it and you're like I'm gonna go back tomorrow and do it again and I'm gonna go back on the next day and do it again you know what they didn't get it I'm gonna go back again so you have to have this like you have to be a little bit cocky too I think yeah and not in that so it's like like the fine line between confidence and cocky but you got to have that about yourself knowing that the stuff is not gonna go right but you're still a good teacher yeah. so if you don't have that belief in yourself and I probably wouldn't come because this will make you think you're a terrible teacher. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, I tell myself, no, nah, I'm, I'm the bomb. <laughs> so if you, yeah. if you have that, then apply to Tom. Like, come on. Yes. Yeah. And also, to be here, you have to be willing to try new things. Yeah. Like, whatever you can think of that will work. 
because I came in here thinking like this, this, and this is gonna work. Like one of the six things I thought was gonna work actually did. Uh-huh. And then I had to keep on so coming up with new things. So I think to add to the list, creative. Yeah. 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 Creative and um, someone who doesn't give up. You can't give up yeah. on these kids. Yeah. Like especially the ones who are who can be just have difficult personalities you can't give up on them because they need and deserve to learn English just as all the others do so I also want to add creativity mm-hmm. and you can't give up on these you can't give up on my babies like if you get my kids next year you can't give up <laughs> on them you just gotta keep it pushing last one you need to be a team player you're working with someone else right. and if that relationship doesn't go well you're gonna struggle so you need to be a team player you need to be open that how you do things back at home and how they do things is totally different. Right. But that does not mean that their way does not work and right. that their way isn't successful. So you have to be willing to kind of sit back, be cocky. You absolutely be cocky, but be able to sit back too and say, let me observe. Right. Let me see what you're doing. And if you've done this for all this time and it's been successful, right. then I'm willing to let go of the reins a little bit be able to let go of some of the control that I think American teachers have and let it go. It may be a fight. They may crawl on tables, but nobody died. True. True. I got all all alive. Yeah, they're still here. And we're alive. And nobody died. We're alive. End up in... Egypt on my bus yeah. ride to work or from work. So it was like surviving and some days thriving. Yes. yes. That is what matters. We are right. surviving and some days we're thriving. Yes. But we're living. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. High five. High five, ladies. Yes. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Thank you very, very, very much. Okay. Thank you. This was fun. Thank you so much. Well, folks, that's it. Thanks for listening. I hope you've taken something valuable away from this conversation to have with you in your own life or on your own Talma journey. For more information on Talma and how you can get involved, visit TalmaIsrael.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Adventurous Teacher. Let's get cracking, better start packing, getting on a big jet plane. Going on a mission, a teaching expedition, and you're never gonna be the same. The weather's swell, well hot as hell, we thought that you should know. And just assume you share a room, it ain't the Four Seasons, hello? Oh yes, you're teaching in Israel. You can't conceive, you won't believe, the adventure that's in store, that's right, you're teaching in Israel. Better hang on tight with all your might, unlike anything you've done before. The kids are warm, punks are the norm, they all love to embrace. But you'll run for cover when the class is over, say goodbye to your personal space. At night unwind, rest your mind, or wait for weekend leave. Go and scream and blow off steam in a club in Tel Aviv. You wake at dawn, your life force gone, so sleepy it's insane. But those kids will swarm your zombie form till you're alive again Because you're teaching in Israel You can't conceive, you won't believe This adventurous endeavor Oh yes, you're teaching in Israel You'll be an inspiration It's about education and changing lives forever Gotcha
guys, you're about to experience Israel like you never have before. And you're going to have a huge impact in these kids' lives. Over the coming weeks, we're going to be sending you videos with all the information you need to know. We'll talk to you soon.